Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we're going to take a look at cannabis investors, how things are changing after the virus. You're seeing that um, cannabis is going to provide a bright spot in a bleak economy, right? So Forbes article is out there talking about how cannabis is an opportunity and, that, and yet you're seeing um, numbers being attached to that. $130 billion by 2024, although the real numbers are just kind of dollars and cents. So we're going to kind of take a look at the, the, the noise versus the reality and how you're, talk, you're, you're hearing in the news about a lot of cannabis companies making money, but the bottom line is it's just a commodity. So to help us do that, Katrina Glogowski, angel investor and attorney. Katrina, thanks for being back on the podcast. Thanks, Josh. So we make fun of total addressable market all the time where it's, you know, billions of dollars or whatever anybody wants to say. There is a a bright spot in this economy, but I don't think we're quite there yet. So cannabis has been deemed essential. People like cannabis, they're going out and buying it. They're putting some, you know, interesting numbers to that. Will it hit 130 billion by 2024? Maybe, kind of depends on how many states open up. But again, in the Canadian marketplace, when everyone is expecting over $6 and in the US, they're actually getting $1.30, you know, when legalization happens, those LPs are toast. And so we kind of have to look at this new post-virus reality. And some of that's going to have to be reevaluating some of these numbers. I agree, Josh, but we've been talking about this for quite an extended period of time. You have the uh, mergers and acquisitions uh, and all these exits with consolidations, which is driving down competition. And you have the automation uh, with with, uh, all these corporate entities coming on board and really paying attention to costs, which drives the cost down. So... Uh, some of these prices can be accounted for just the normalization of the market. Uh, but some of these predictions are concerning, but, uh, but generally speaking, this is uh, expected with normalization, legalization, and acceptance. Absolutely. So we're seeing, you know, with this virus, revenue is more important than ever. Um, so we're looking at some revenue, profit estimates for the cannabis industry declining, um, especially in the second quarter. One of the bellwethers or harbingers for the industry could be Cushco Holdings and giving us a forewarning into the industry that um, their financials are being hit a little bit more than expected. So results and guidance were 47% lower than consensus estimates, which had already been cut by almost one-fifth. So the question for a lot of investors right now is, have those, invest, have those estimates been adequately reduced? So just some of the fundamentals, looking at overall macro investment thesis for the cannabis actually improving, you know, could that be short term? Could it be hoarding? Overall, I think it's going to be, a, you know, relatively stable line uh, after the increase in March and some of the dips post 420, it'll level out to normal sales. But fundamentally, the legal cannabis sales continue to grow at double digits rate in most of the country, uh, in the U.S. and Canada, uh, and more states continue to advance legalization efforts. You're seeing fundraising in sectors remaining tight for both public and private companies, exacerbated by this virus. And so companies that have been able to raise capital have have to do it with creative terms like private placements, kind of your, your sweetheart deal 
So a lot of investors are starting to reevaluate the better business, uh, reevaluate businesses and attract valuations, um, trying to do little things differently to, to get capital and remain in business. Well, this is concerning because Cushco provides a lot of the basic materials that end up on the cannabis market. They provide some bottling, some, some pre-rolls, and some packaging material. And if they are way down, that means the entire industry is way down, which concerns me and the market mightily. And then the second half of the article of if Kushko can't do it, then how can anybody else do it? Uh, and it's very concerning. These numbers are surprising to me because we've already done podcasts about uh, uh, we're seeing growth in, in all legal states as cannabis was deemed an essential business that the numbers and the sales stayed pretty steady, if not increasing, as you said, maybe due to hoarding or um, folks just uh, concerned about the future. So they buy in bulk, but at the same time, Josh, these numbers don't make sense. I'd like to see it split up between CBD and cannabis. Cause I think a lot of the CBD companies have gone out of business as these prices have collapsed. So, are there new cannabis companies still buying, but not as many CBD? So I'd like to see that separated out and, and get uh, down to the bottom of the numbers. Um, but yeah, some of the numbers are a little bit concerning. So there was consensus revenue estimates for 15 publicly traded US focused and 12 public uh, Canadian focused cannabis companies that have already started to decline, dropping about 16 to 17% this year. Growth rates for 2020 have declined to 93% from 132 in the US. So growth rates are a major influence on companies' multiples. They remain very strong in the cannabis industry, but it is a concern. Look at this, not just the US, but also Canada, uh, two fairly established markets. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe people are with disposable income and, and um, you know loss of a job, maybe it's a shift. So it could be back to the regulated market, or excuse me, it could be back to the illicit market, or it could be just a reduction from top shelf to something that they can afford. I think it's too early to tell what those trends or purchasing decisions are. But nonetheless, I think we're, we are seeing it from a reduction in some of the sales. Although I'm not entirely sure it's just cannabis. I think a, a huge portion of that's got to be CBD. And these are projections, not actual numbers. So let, let's keep that in, in context. Uh, the projection of between 14 and 21% lower sales in 2021 is just an estimate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're assuming that 2020, um, given that it's you know, three quarters of the year, that is 16 to 17% right in, around there. So stocks have also rallied and valuations are also shaky for cannabis stocks. You see public cannabis stocks rally from their March lows with an average stock up about 75% compared with the S&P 500 rallying 42%. So valuations have expanded off the lows. U.S. companies trading about 3.5 times their revenue this year. And that's a lot. So uh, you've got Amazon trading at five times their revenue. 
And that's crazy because when you look at the price to earnings or PE ratio, which is even more wacky, the S&P is trading at, I think, 17 times and Amazon is at like 130 uh, price to earnings. So it kind of makes these companies look cheap by, by that kind of technical um, or fundamental. But in reality, they're just not making money yet. So I'm not even sure it's a long-term play. It's still a gamble because they may not make money at all, especially when you look at the comparison between what the U.S. is making at $1.30 versus Canada at $6.50. That's not long-term sustainable. No, it's not. And well, as an investor, I'll take any positive return. Uh, we all want a unicorn. That's a thousand X return, uh, but that is quite, quite, quite rare as an angel investor. And I'd be happy with the three to five X return, uh, especially given the nascent nature of the cannabis industry. But I think the real concern here, Josh, is as the market matures, you're seeing returns of 1.5 X to 5 X returns where people were expecting the 100x returns. Uh, every time you hear total addressable market of billions and billions and billions of dollars, people think, oh, hey, I'm going to be rich. Uh, but actually, that's quite rare in any industry, not just cannabis. So maybe what really we're talking about here, Josh, as far as stock price is normalization. Yeah, I think there needs to be some more consolidation for for it to occur. There's companies that probably shouldn't be out there independently, but when merged or combined with some other uh, companies, I think additional resources are required. There's just too much speculation. You can see that in the U.S. versus Canadian markets, um, but that'll all play out very, very soon. What does that mean for private companies? So we mentioned that a lot of valuations in the US are not nearly as speculative as they are up in Canada. I think we'll see a lot more lawsuits in the US as private valuations, um, you know, $420 million uh, numbers from Pax Labs or whoever ends up having these stupid numbers, there's gonna be lawsuits. So it is going to help um, bring some value back down because you need to have at least a baseline. So these publicly traded companies are providing at least some valuation baselines. And, you know, with once you have those IPO numbers, then you can use your own transactional analysis to get a better number or better idea of those valuations. And um, 3C company, for example, they just rolled out an idea to, have, to become a blank check company or special purpose acquisition corp. So it's definitely drawing some companies that want to um, buy into some of this FOMO and opportunity. There's, there's a little bit of both. I agree. I think you have the uh, folks are getting in now that it's a little bit more accepted. Uh, they need to do their research and look at those valuations and look at what the product is and understand the market. But it also presents a wonderful opportunity and we've talked about this on the podcast before as well, Josh, uh, about coming in and buying some of these distressed assets, taking over some of these distressed assets and turning it around and making some money. So there's opportunity there. Just pay attention to what the opportunity actually is. And come back to the talking hedge.
I want to thank my guest, Katrina Gugowski, angel investor and attorney in Seattle. Thanks for being back on the podcast. Thanks, Josh. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.